0: Hey, everyone, I'm JJ Stankovitz and welcome into another edition of the UnderCenter podcast brought to you by St. Xavier University. On this mailbag episode, I'm joined by Cam Ellis and our guy Jason Goff to answer your questions about the Chicago Bears. We get real deep into the issues plaguing this franchise. And let me tell you, this is a really fun episode having Jason Goff on. All that and more on the UnderCenter podcast starting right now.
1: What does it mean to
2: be a Chicago Bear? Uh, It means rich tradition, um, black and blue division, defense. I think it's uh, the one franchise that when you think about them, being a defensive player myself, I think that's the first thing you go to. Legends, linebackers, defensive linemen, dominant players. The history of it. I mean, I'm a big history guy, so understanding this was one of the first franchises just kind of blows my mind, honestly, that I was able to be a part of that. What more can you
0: say? Like, this season is so much more enjoyable to cover than last season. Last season was that just (laughs) eight and eight. Like, you have to hold on to the pretense of them making the playoffs. When they were five and one, I was on here trashing them, being like, this isn't a good team. Just and wait now, until
3: they're right. just wait until they're eight and eight again, and we're doing this. We're having the same oh, conversation in no, a month. It's the, sa-
2: it's the same cycle. That's why. I, and you know what's crazy? I went back and looked at some of those tweets because I'm like, all right, let me make sure I'm not getting fired today. But <laughs> I went back and looked at them, and when I said the thing about um, when I tweeted about what was it uh, uh, like mediocrity and how it's accepted in this town? Huh? Oh, dude, it it like people went crazy. I'm like, oh, you guys thought I was talking about the fans. No no. Like, oh no. No, things. no. I'm talking about cuz like we roll in different circles, right? So like the people who cover these teams normally don't really see these teams and the people that are around these teams after they're done working, right? Uh-huh. Whereas right. like I see a lot of these people out and about or around or I talk to them in a different, you know, frame, right? Mm-hmm. It ain't like it ain't as soul crushing it depending on who you are, right? right. Cuz there's certain dudes who I know are like for 5 weeks of hell at their house. Yeah. But I it, it ain't as soul crushing as people would like to think it is.
3: If I was getting an athlete salary, I wouldn't give a shit what anyone said about it. But me see, at this all. is
2: the this is the thing like we at some point <clears throat> like we, you know, fans like like to think that oh, they're carrying these losses or they don't care. One or the other, whereas like <laughs> ebbs and flows of yeah, it. Right. Like I see. I before the pandemic, you know, like uh, there was there was there was dudes who I saw around out and about that didn't wear losses or didn't wear bad seasons the way you think they they might. And you know what? Is because they're human. Right. So if if we're talking about acceptance of mediocrity, people think it's like about the fans and the fans not going hard enough. Nah, man. I, listen, yeah. <laughs> how much money do the Bears stand to lose if they lose? A standing Not game. as much
3: as they're making during the regular season. Well, right.
2: But, but see, and 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 the the issues that I'm having is like you can fire anybody that you want to fire. What, what's going to be the change, right? Like the the talent evaluators are the people that you cover in this league and in any league. And if you got somebody who isn't judging the talent evaluators the right way, then you know. I mean, I'm tired of hearing about search firms and all this other having to be brought in here and, or you know consulting And know uh, listen man give the football job to a football person and I'm talking about the head person right I know there are certain people who are like family and our family in that organization but after a while it, it, what you're telling me is it's cool to not have won a Super Bowl since 1985 I mean we we hey, got a, to piss me off.
3: We got a question today from someone being like, just he just dropped a random Bears 85 player being like, Should he run the football team? It's like, mm-hmm. what in the
0: world? I, oh, I can't wait to get into that one. I can't oh. wait to get into that one. No, we're talking about.
3: He's just a random dude.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I got love for the 85 Bears, right? I, I know. Listen, anytime I see Richard Dent or Otis Wilson or those guys out and about, or, you know, those dudes mean something to this city, right? But I can't be the same dude who, as soon as I got down to Atlanta, was like, yo, you guys haven't won since Herschel Walker and that was 1980 and people killed me and then we got cool right because they are like oh he didn't mean any malice he was just wondering right. why there's so much pride in something that hasn't happened if it's supposed to happen especially here hadn't happened in 30 years and then you sit back in the cut I mean the 06 Bears are a long time ago like mm-hmm. Lance and, and Alex and Olin, yep. them dudes is granddads, man. Like, they're not, but you know what I mean. Like, Olin's, Olin's got a grown-ass kid, and Alex uh-huh. has a grown-ass kid who's getting ready yeah. to participate in sports. And I got my kid yelling at me over here. Like, we old. So what do we like, – I holding on to 06 seems long. My yeah. buddy from Boston laughs at me. <laughs> he laughs at me. Hold on, Jace. Hold, Hold, Hold on. Yeah, the grand S. Yes. Hey, my buddy from Boston. See, I told you guys you're going to have to deal with this. My buddy from Boston laughs at me. Like, they win a championship every other year. And they had a, you know, a good run. But it's like, they not even in the cut being happy about 100-year streaks ending and back-to-back playoff seasons and hoping for an eighth spot and hey, anything could happen in the NFL. Listen, a quarter of the league a few weeks ago, right, was averaging 30 points a game. I didn't. I haven't checked since because I know my the team I root for ain't going to get close to it anytime soon. You hired a dude to make sure that you was in this quarter, right, in that quarter, in those eight teams. Not only are they not in that quarter, they are
0: horrible. <laughs> so quite the worst. like quite literally the worst
2: like so i don't
0: get yes. it i don't hey, get okay it. we got our batting donut off we got jason fired up <laughs> let's get this thing going that was, that was like a, that was like a one mile run before a workout Just I, you know.
2: I i don't have any tony knows i don't have any i don't have grown-ups to talk to anymore so it's like <laughs> any chance any chance i get i get it all
0: out and yep. then get back to spongebob that's what i said i said well, like what we're thankful for. I'm like, I'm thankful for this podcast that I can talk to grownups during the day. It's, great. it's real. It's
2: real. Like, I didn't know how much I needed people until they were taken away from me. All right. Because yeah. everybody likes to be that cool. Like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I can be by myself. Yeah, but you choose to. Right. Now, it's like, man, this is a really cool selling here. <laughs> you
3: know what I mean? I wonder what my boss is up to today.
2: Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> like, people people, you don't, like, oh, man, I haven't talked to that person whose name I don't know in a long time. I wonder how he or she is doing, right? So, that's all this is for me.
0: It's therapy. It's therapy. That's right. This is going to be therapy then. <laughs> all right. Tony, let's get it recorded and let's get rocking and rolling. Tony know me. He's been recording the
2: last 10 minutes. Tony doesn't know when when the good (laughs) is going to happen, so he just pressed record on me and then figured (laughs) out a way to not let me get fired. That's all this is. (laughs) There we go. The, right, it that's, see that's what it should be tony after we break away and start our own thing and we take jj and we take cam and we take all the nbc sports chicago talent like we we should call it the am i gonna get fired network you know what i mean like you get every, po- every
0: wanting to every say podcast it. is just a roller coaster of will i get fired tony, or or my favorite game show will this get me punched
2: <laughs> hey everything's over zoom right now can't yourself in the locker room. But see, that's the problem. That's the problem because the everything over is over Zoom. Like at some point, this vaccine's gonna drop, and, <laughs> and people gonna be people gonna be you know handing out IOUs, You know that
3: first, that first open locker room come next fall is gonna be tight
2: nuts. There <laughs> it is. See, this this is what I'm talking about, Tony. It gets nice and spicy and comfortable, and then they have to go back in the locker room, and
0: I don't. I like it like this. All right. <laughs> let's let's get this show on the road here all right so we, we wanted to bring on jason goff onto this podcast because jason had some thoughts during sunday night's bears packers game and we weren't able to get him on the pod on uh, sunday night but uh, due to contractual reasons due to
2: exactly exactly i have a contract and... with myself to uh not be around the <laughs> microphone if i've been vibing
3: Specifically one and a half contractual reasons. Yes, yes,
2: yes. yes. Yeah, that was a good yes. night.
0: <laughs> so we, w- we wanted to bring Jason on and get him here to answer the questions we get every week from our great listeners here on the UnderCenter podcast. Remember, subscribe, rate, review us wherever you get your podcasts. And also while you're there, subscribe to the Bulls Talk podcast, which Jason does a great job hosting. Got Casey Johnson on there. Got our guy Rob Schaefer on there. And... Uh, the Bulls, hey, the Bulls—they're starting up. If you're nah, JJ, mm-hmm, JJ we, we, we don't even have to do that. We ain't, we ain't got. I appreciate <laughs> okay. you. Uh, yeah, I
2: appreciate you. That's, like, hey, that's, I, that's the, the you know, hey know, Cam, he Cam you don't know on me, man. I, I I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, stop, JJ, stop, Cam. All you right. know what he just did? He just you rolled. He, 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 wrote, he wrote, I rolled up with, with my new kid in the stroller, and and he was like, oh, a baby. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what it is? He, yeah. he he couldn't say it's a cute baby, so he had to be like, oh, you just had a child. He's so, so smart for his age. Right, right, right. <laughs> Your baby just has a good personality. You don't have to force the bulls talk. JJ, let's get
0: right to the This is gonna be a banger of an episode. Tony, what is the first question we are gonna talk about here?
1: All right, gentlemen. Uh thanks a lot for joining us. Joel for- and B.
0: Not
1: to- <laughs> Joel and B, right. <laughs> So I think uh, the first question is going to come from Ken Johnson at K Johnson, 4791 Am I alone in thinking that any actions at this point need to go higher than the coach slash GM levels? Hashtag sell the Chicago bears.
3: <laughs> oh, kind of answered his own question there. Didn't he? Like, I mean,
2: I don't think people are in the, the business of selling NFL teams. Yeah. Uh, Especially these days, where cash is is hard to come by, uh, harder for some than others. I don't think that's the case. So if yeah. you're looking for some kind of like Wartsian, uh vibe, after you know, after unfortunately, because let's face it, Virginia McCaskey is up in age, and she yeah. is one of the most important people in all of football. What this franchise is going to look like in the future? One, let's let's. I'd like to say this, it's a shame that she hadn't gotten uh, another championship or the family hasn't gotten another championship in, you know, what is it now, 35 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that's that selling the team thing. That'll be for the kids to decide. I don't think that'll ever happen while Virginia McCaskey is still on this earth. <clears throat> but as far as the levels, hell yeah, man. <laughs> like, like. if it's not Ryan Pace's fault, if it's not Jerry Angelo's fault, if it ain't Phil Emery's fault, if it ain't this one's fault, if it ain't that one's fault, then at some some point, you know, what are we in business for? Are we in business to make all the money in the
0: world? Are we in business to make all the money in the world and win? (laughs) I think you can do both. (laughs) So I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but, there's a story that Dick Buckus told us back at the Bears 100-year celebration 2019. where yeah, it was when we could go outside. After the, what's up? Yeah, back when we could go outside, right? Yeah, I know. Back when there were conventions and gatherings. Um, and he, he told the story of going into George Halas' office after the Miami Dolphins won the Super Bowl and basically challenging him, which, I mean, I'd be scared, you know what, if I got challenged by Dick Buckus, <laughs> being like, I don't think you want to, and he said, he told George House, I don't think you want to win a Super Bowl. He's like, the Miami Dolphins are in the Super Bowl. They have no business winning a Super Bowl before we do. He's like, I don't think you want to win a Super Bowl. And he was like, that was that. I walked out. The Bears have won one Super Bowl ever. And at some point, where, what is the common thread? And I think, you know, to say the owner ownership needs to sell the team. They don't, I don't think they need to sell the team to win a Super Bowl, but they have to make drastic changes to their organization, which we got a lot of questions about it, but it starts with Ted Phillips, the team president, who is what was on the plane to go interview Matt Nagy with George McCaskey and Ryan Pace. Ted Phillips is a, a business person. He's probably a very smart business person, But there needs to be that buffer between Ted Phillips and Ryan Pace. There's got to be the director of football operations or the vice president, whatever you want to call it. That is something to to insulate the football side from the business side. That's something we got a lot of questions about this week. It's something that I think is becoming apparent when you cycle through right now, if Ryan Pace gets fired, you're going to have four GMs in a 10 year span. That's awful. That's awful. That, that is, we're talking about the, the Bears being on the level of the Cleveland Browns in terms of the churn of general managers and coaches. And the way I think to begin to change that is not to just take another swing at hiring the right GM, hoping you get lucky, mm. but find that person, find, hire someone to hire the GM. And you can still have input, you know, McCaskey and Phillips, you can still have input, but that football person, if they say, "I want this guy," I want Lewis Riddick. You do not stand in the way of them hiring the guy that they want or woman that they want. And and look,
3: um, there's I think people that work closely together like they to say, "Oh, my work is my family." But like, there's a reason why no one really works with their family actually because like, if I worked with my family, I'd be miserable. So like, I, I think there's a good way to sort of balance work and family life. And I think when organizations are so deeply rooted in one specific family, that presents a lot of issues. Um, The bears are, I don't know what they're worth specifically, but I know it starts with a B and I know it wasn't that Ten years ago, so I don't see them selling the team anytime now because their value as a team just rises exponentially, like every single sports team has. Um, I mean, you could, the, the 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 worst run professional sports team still gets you eight nine figures, if if not more. So they're they're not going to sell the team. They're besides the fact that it's just a a a product that is just going to be more and more valuable every single year. It's appreciating exponentially. The, 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 they're the they're the they're the mccaskies they're the, uh, related to houses they're nfl quote-unquote royalty mm. the, the, they're not in the business of getting rid of their team and i think you just have to if you're the mccaskies take a long hard look at how you've made decisions and if ultimately you're still fine with the decisions you're making because they are making you succeed in some aspect or another. If you're fine with that, then this is going to keep happening. I think because you're not making the right decisions based on what you want. So and, and, again, it, it comes back to the cast: is what they what do they want? Like what, like Jason said, what do they really want?
2: Yeah, and and you know what? I'm sure there are people in the family. I'm sure the entire family would like to win a Super Bowl. Right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going it's going to raise all you know ships. I mean, you you're gonna have that feeling and that vibe back. Sponsorship dollars are gonna pour in. They they understand the the windfalls of winning a Super Bowl, right? You're in the business to win it. But I, I what I'm what I'm suffering with is uh, how strong are those ties to maybe the answers to your questions, like if the answer to your question is, all right, I gotta, you know, I gotta move Ted Phillips somewhere else, right? Let's say, cause what's happened now, and this is the problem when you're Ted Phillips too, when you don't succeed and after a while people are like, man, there's one name that's still the same, right? Like, that's what's happening now. People are tired of spinning the wheel. They're they're like, no, 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 no. let's look behind the curtain, fam. Like, my man has been sitting back here the whole time. So if you're Ted Phillips or if you're the Bears family, you you, you got some questions you have to ask yourself. Where do my loyalties lie? And if you are a Ted Phillips guy or girl in that family, cool. And if you're happy with the cash flow and the money, cool. Things are fine. But if you're not... And you're not making that known, or you don't have the power to make that known. At some point, like there's 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 cross purposes here. If you want to win another one for, for moms, right? Then what are we doing? Obviously, you thought Ryan Pace was going to be the right hire. Obviously, you thought Matt Nagy was going to be the right hire. Doesn't seem like that's the case. The results are the results. So the next time you're up for up in this, you know, in this environment where it's time to hire those people again, are are you going to allow? the same people to do the hiring. And that's mm-hmm. the issue that I think Bears fans are having problems with. I mean, we've seen this, right? Like, I'm 40 years old. I've been watching the pregame show with Johnny – was it Johnny Morris, the wide receiver, old wide receiver, the pregame show with Johnny Morris and Mike Dicker, and then I watch the Bears game. I've been watching the Bears play a different brand of football than the rest of the NFL for damn near my entire life. hmm I used to joke about, you know, the, the reason why I'm a Cincinnati – well, a boom, well I was a Boomer Esiason fan as a kid was because I Bob Trumpy and his loud voice would be on Channel 5 NBC as soon as the Bears game was over with, and I'd either get the Raiders, I'd get the Bengals, I'd get some AFC team that ain't close to me, and I'd sit there and watch, and I'd be like, damn, this team is either getting ass or beating ass, but it just looks and feels different. And then I get back to my noon, you know, Sunday appointments as a Bears fan and sit there and slog through it. And, you know, when's the next time this team is going to be known for something besides this defense? Like you said, you mentioned the Cleveland Browns, JJ. That's the thing that pisses me off the most. Stop acting like you're not ugly. Right? Like, like, let's stop mm-hmm. acting like I'll never forget the summer where the Cubs were, were like a few games out of the playoffs and they got beat by the Mets and then the Pirates back-to-back series and Benny Agbayani was out there launching their ass. And I was like,
0: <laughs> and we were sitting there. Yeah, right? That's the name from the... You didn't think you are going to get the, This Agbaini. is the only Bears podcast out there that is going to mention Benny Agbayani this week.
2: Right? And, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm doing the shows. I'm producing the shows. And... One guy called up, and he was like, you know, Benny freaking Agbayani. And, I, and I, hit the, I hit the mic, and it was like one of the first times I hit the mic. And I was like, hey, uh, the Cubs ain't shit either, though. <laughs> right? So, so, like, at what point, like, we as Bears fans, we like to make fun of the Browns and everybody else's situation and who – oh, look at this team and the Jets. And look, look at this. We get to hear all this East Coast bluster. You ain't shit either. Like, 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 I. There are more like, oh my god, bear seasons that I can remember than oh, that was supposed to happen seasons. Like, think I mean, about, it.
0: like, yeah. think about how many times a Bears fan has had to be surprised by the Bears. It's has been, been that, like <laughs> outside of outside of oh five oh six. The Bears have not had consecutive playoff appearances since what the the Dicka years. I mean. Whatever that, you say, I believe because every one of them feel the damn same. Well, like Everyone it's, it's, the it's same. been a series of one year spikes. 2001, out of nowhere, spike. Next year, they go like four and 12. Then you get 05, 06. Great. You get that. That was a two year spike. Comes back to earth. Then 2011, one year spike. Or 2010, sorry, one year spike. Don't make the playoffs next two years. 2018, one year spike. That's not a way. To win a Super Bowl with a bunch of one-year spikes, you got to have more consistency. They came close with Lovey, but their team was built around defense and special teams, which can get you to a Super Bowl. Probably isn't winning you a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but Jason, you said something about being a Boomer Seisman fan growing up. That was me. I'm about ten years younger than you, but with Steve McNair, I remember. I remember like watching Bears games and being bored to tears. Watching those games in like the late '90s and then we'd get the AFC game on CBS and it'd be Steve McNair and Eddie George. Yeah. and I love those teams so much because like Steve McNair was like, it was my kind of quarterback. and I never saw that with the Bears well, and I wonder I wonder how now nowadays kids are are drawn toward highlights. you know I just read a thing about are you kids these you know, days? Are you? Yeah right.
2: Yeah, JJ. JJ just hit him with a. You know, these kids with their TikTok and their.
0: Exactly. You know. <laughs> but like, who who are the Bears drawing in as young fans with this team? JJ, I, I, dude, I'm
2: so glad you just said that. You know, all right. So I everybody knows I got a son. He's gonna be four pretty soon here, and we're like he's starting to come up to decision making. You know, like he's starting to figure out what he likes instead of us pushing it on him. And I promise you, man, like the the same way, you know, I don't want to have a drink in front of my kid. I don't know if I want to watch Bears football in front of my kid. Because like why it's 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 you know, like why would I introduce him to the woman that's gonna treat him poorly for the next 30, 40, 50 years <laughs> of his life? You know what I'm saying? Like There's if I buy him a Mahomes jersey. Right, right. (laughs) if I knew that young lady was in daycare with him, I would be like, Jay, we should switch classes. I don't want this, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm sitting in the cut here, and people think because like where you fall out of your mom is where you have to root for your team. That's fine, you know. I I know why I'm a Bears fan. I know why I'm a Sox fan. Right? You can laugh at me, Cam. Uh, yeah, I'm supposed why to be like, I, uh, no, no, I, I'm I, supposed I, to be laughed at when I say foolishness like that. I'm, I'm supposed to. Cam's have.
0: got a Red Sox tattoo. We know where he stands.
2: See, this, is all, this is what I'm saying. So, like, you are destined to to have that relationship for the rest of your life. Now. Are you investing good energy into that or bad energy? And then you have to ask yourself, is it investing good energy or bad energy into you? If I'm a Bears fan and I am 12, 13, 14 years old and all I've seen, <laughs> like it's 2020. yeah. So if all I've seen is bad offenses, you know, uh, decent defenses, uh, a kick-ass kick returner, you know what I mean? Like, what are we really working with here back to the Cleveland Browns thing? Like Josh Cribs was cool too. Right. Right. Like Tim Couch, Kelly Holcomb, like, you know, Spurgeon win. You know what I mean? Like even back to the Steve McNair thing, like you've got an entire section of this city who are, is sitting in the cut. Like, man, can't wait till they draft a brother so he can fail a quarterback. <laughs> like, like these. So there's so many things happening right now with bears fans I sit and explode on Twitter or on my couch every Sunday in a way that I didn't when I was hosting the show on, on The Score or when I was working at The Score because you have to always like, you know, not always, but I I grew up in this, this you know, style of uh, don't be a homer, don't be a homer, don't be a homer. That's, it took like the fandom out of it for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I got away from that or when it got away from me, uh, I I sat in the cut and I was like, oh, it's game on now. All I gotta do is be objective about the Bulls bet, you know. Like, and then I jumped, I jumped in both feet, JJ and Cam. I jumped in both feet. And the last two years, they have flogged me because, like, the, the la- I bought the Mitch Trubisky T-shirt. I was wanting John Fox to air that bitch out when he was when 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 he first put him in that Baltimore game when he threw the ball like four times. I was pissed i'm like yo i'm back <laughs> like i'm back like accept me so i can't imagine what a bears fan is sitting in the cut on a on a wednesday sitting there thinking to themselves like man sunday right around the corner it's like a beating you know you gonna get right like 315 the bully would come and whoop your ass every sunday you know the nfl is coming to beat your ass if you are a bears fan not the bears because Eddie Jackson and, and them boys are going to be all right, right? This is what they signed up for. They're getting paid millions of dollars. You have men and women in this city who are sitting in the cut just waiting for a beating every Sunday now. And now they they lie like I lied. Like, oh, I ain't watching it. I watched the rest of that game every snap.
3: but <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the that's the commendable thing, isn't it? Is that people? No, it just, isn't. No, it isn't. No, it <laughs> so? It's an abusive relationship. I they, find it commendable that there's patience at a level that nowhere else exists. You can say this because you are a Boston Red
2: Sox fan. Okay? Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. right? And, and are, you a, are you a Boston anything else fan?
3: I'm not really a fan of anything anymore. I grew up like all Boston sports, so I had it good. I I was eating good for most of my childhood.
2: That's what I'm saying. No No one can understand what I'm saying here other than people who grew up in this city or around this city. It is... It is torture. And we like to mask it in, oh, look at the colors. And you know, it's Soldier Field and oh, I was at the Bears game or, you know, wearing on. I know people who wear all their Bear stuff every Sunday and I know how they gonna feel by 3.30 every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like there are whole promoters and, and establishments and, and venues who deck out everything for Bears Sundays. And you just at 3.30, you can just put a camera out there and see people just traipsing out back to their car battered and beaten by a squad who they're trying it's just the results ain't there man and after a while so long story less long you're a bears fan Good luck. Uh, I'm a Bears fan too. I just, I just understand where to place them. They, you know, they, they might get into that block context every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like certain people that you're know, like, ah, oh, you know what? She's not good for me right now. You know what I'm saying?
3: You can just leave the Bears on red for a couple of days. They'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, check in when they, when you hear something happen to them, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, all right,
0: all right. I heard you traded from Nick Foles. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. You check in.
1: (laughs) CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
0: Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we need to take a quick time out here on the Undercenter podcast To talk about St. Xavier University, St. Xavier University is for students who want more out of their future. We pride ourselves on preparing graduates with the skills they need to succeed in life. Visit sxu.edu to start plotting your path to a brighter tomorrow. St. Xavier University, the best in you. And be sure to check out the all-new RotoWorld Premium Subscription Packages, which have the tools and resources you need to dominate your fantasy leagues from drafts through the playoffs. Best of all, subscriptions are not just one sport. They include football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. As a listener of the UnderCenter podcast, you can get $10 off any annual subscription to RotoWorld world Premium. To find our edge, visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code PODVIP10 at checkout. Now back to the podcast. That was great, but we do have <laughs> some other questions we want to get to here. That's fine. Uh, Tony, what do we got next? So the next question
1: comes from Jimmy Stark at Stark underscore five. What do you think the narrative of this team is if Matt Nagy and the Bears don't have the miracle slash fluke season they did in 2018? We're
0: That's talking like Matt Patricia yeah. getting fired over Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, right. we're, we're, talk- we're talking about this being the first in-season firing the Bears have ever done of a head coach.
3: Yeah, I agree. The, it would be a disaster. It would be a. It would be. A, I mean, and it, it probably at the end of the day, if we fast forward six months, a year, we'll probably reach the same point if twenty eighteen had been as bad, not as good as it was. But it we'd already be basically there already. It, there, I, mean, I think.
0: You also, you also like can't discount what it took to win in two thousand eighteen. That's the thing. I don't think it was a fluke.
3: No, that, I mean their strength, their expected win loss record was like a was like eleven and a half and four and a half or something. I
0: think they were fourth in point differential that year. They, right. like that—that that was a, a really team. damn good football team in 2008.
3: They were one of the, one of the best defenses in all of the history of football. Like that, I get that you—that's you, not a sustainable way to win year over year. But when you have a average offense and the the t- a top five defense of all time, you're going to win twelve games. Like that's how it works.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the problem is the hope, right? Like when you, mm-hmm. the hope is the issue, right? Cause hope is free as hell. And we were all in line yeah. <laughs> and we were happy, right? We were like, give us more. And they're like, ah! you
0: don't have happy more. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, wanna, I, wanna ask, I wanna ask this though. <laughs> what if it were reversed? First two years, so 2020 becomes 2018. 2019 stays 2019, but 2020, we're now seeing what they did in 2018. We're talking about Matt Nagy getting a contract extension. Yeah. But we're also,
2: is- we're also too, JJ, uh, if, if it were in reverse, that means that they knew they were bad and then they went and traded for Khalil Mack. Right. So right. It, it would be a different, like it, with this Ryan Pace was like, Hey, big swing, <laughs> right. Right off the bat mm-hmm. with this, it would be like, all right, you got a big swing, but ha- where's this going to go? Like once you introduce me like the night before to one of the four or five best defenders in the NFL, like we, we're there now. This ain't, yeah. this ain't no playing around with it. If you do it three years after you've lost, I'm like, hey, man, this dude just mortgaged
0: somebody else's future. Just <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, right. it's a different feeling. But I think, I think we would be – this is just how, you know, it works in football. We'd be talking – the narrative around Matt and Aggie would be totally different. But that's also that's not how it works in football. You get three years, and right now the Bears' arrow is pointing so far down that what happened in 2018 becomes less and less relevant with every loss the Bears have. Mm. So, you know, it, it, it's, I, I think we, if you get to the point of this season where ownership has seen enough, that's when changes get made. They don't, yeah. need, it. They don't need a losing season for changes to get made. Didn't take that for Lovie Smith. Probably shouldn't have done that in retrospect, but they, they, they don't, if the bears go eight and eight this year, that's not going to like Matt. Nagy's going to have a record above 500 if that happens, but that won't guarantee he keeps his job. If the bears offense is one of the four or five worst in the NFL. Nor should it, no. nor should it.
2: Right. Yeah. The moment you, the moment yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Cam. That's just the thing that like t- timing is such a undervalued aspect in pro sports, right? Like, it's just, and it's the one thing that these teams can't more or less control at the end of the day is the timing of it all. And that sometimes you get good bounces and sometimes you get bad bounces in terms of how these things, you know, turn out and, you know, not, not to get like entirely too esoteric here, but that's just, that's just the way that's, that's just the way it bounces sometimes. Like, you just get some tough blows every once in a while, and that's sort of the defense peaked too early in this quote unquote window. And you, you haven't it. really been able to tread water ever since.
2: That the window issue to me is like that. When we talk about time, none of these runs I don't care who you are and what sport you are playing none of these runs are as long as we think they are, right? Like teams have like these rolling two to three year windows where you have to replace foundational pieces because guys do better than expected and need to get paid. Guys do worse than expected and you need to cut them, right? And those might be pillars of your locker room but they need to get their ass out of here so we can figure something out. Like look at basketball, look at baseball, look at football. Like we're in this, we're in this mindset of, oh, well you draft a quarterback, you're gonna be winning for 12, 13 years because he's a winner. If that were the case, the Green Bay Packers would have more than one Super Bowl title with Aaron Rodgers, who's arguably the most talented quarterback to ever play the game, right? Look how many NBA stars haven't even sniffed an NBA championship because it's constantly rolling. With, with the Bears, it feels like it never quite takes off to get rolling. Right. Like we get one year blips, like you mentioned, JJ, and we're sitting here like, all right, cool. Now's the takeoff. And like, oh, no, we got to go back to the gate fam. Something happened with the engine. You know, we got to ice the plane, you know, the, you know what I mean? Like these are the things that keep happening. So like these rolling two or three window, two or three year windows are cool. I'd love to be a Seahawks fan. You've had at least mm-hmm. two of those two or three year windows already, and you still got Russell and you're adding to it now you can still, you know, take off. You're going on multiple flights. Seems like as a Bears fan, you you get a chance to hit the runway a little bit, but have to turn your ass right around to go back to the gate and get yourself
0: a Cinnabon or something. I mean, even like, you know, the the Jaguars. If we're, ta- we were talking about the Browns earlier, but the Jaguars have been sort of similar, albeit without, you know, that they they didn't have this playoff appearance in the the early 2010s. But since 2005. Jaguars have made the playoffs three times. Bears have made the playoffs four times. The Jaguars lost a conference final. The Bears lost a conference final. They're not. They're not all that different.
2: And the Jags had to get rid of their best players. Clayus Campbell's been playing at a at a
0: Pro Bowl level for a few years now, right? Well, they 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 committed to the rebuild, and yeah, they're one in ten right now. They're going to get the first or second pick in the draft, and then you can start building back up because they have a lot of cap space, a lot of picks. We, I think we mentioned it on the pod Sunday. And if we didn't, I'm going to mention it now, but I'd rather be the Jaguars long-term than the bears. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's not like the NBA where, where the location matters as much. Because no, it doesn't matter at all. You know, Mario Williams, went. Cap. Mario Williams went to Buffalo and took $80 million. So if you got money, people are going to go there, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I mean, that's, that's the thing with Ryan Pace is that we, they slam him on his approach to building a defense. But a historically good defense like the Bears had or the Jaguars a couple years before them, that buys you one Super Bowl cycle. And, but yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. A quarterback gives you the the ability to withstand those cycles, and it gives you two, three forced quarter windows to operate where – you got the best defense in the history of the NFL, and you have three years to do something with it. And a lot of times, that doesn't do anything.
0: So hey,
2: that, that second pick is going to look be looking good too, bro. Like I, I, I can't wait to see what Justin Fields is.
0: And, and I don't know if he's I don't gonna even be- think he's going to be the second overall pick. You think he's going to be first? I think it's going to be Zach Wilson second overall. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of buzz around that guy. And we got a couple of questions um, about him and some of the other quarterbacks, but I, I I'm starting to sense that. The the conventional wisdom of Lawrence Fields going one two maybe is changing a little bit
2: around the NFL. If I'm a, as a Bears fan, I'm happy about that because if people start to pass on Justin Fields because yeah. of a tough Indiana game,
0: cool. We we got a question here just to to yeah, go with this ahead. direction about the Bears, you know, trading the farm um, for <laughs> this is from Usaid uh, Shule – but the bears pick, you know, probably not picking high enough to get Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, or should they trade the farm and move up for one of those two guys? What farm? Uh, I don't know because technically,
2: <laughs> technically which farm are we talking.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. farms. Um, for, <laughs> I, I, so on that, we talked about it on the pod after the Packers game a little bit. I think the bears have got to build a roster before they get the quarterback. Because so many, te- when, when you see bad teams take a swing at a quarterback with a high pick before they have the roster in place, he gets his ass kicked. You get, I mean, like, Sam Darnold, Blake Bortles, Sam Darnold. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, David. You know, yeah, right. Like, th- those guys, when the roster is not there, unless you are getting a generational Hall of Fame talent, it's not going to work. You know, it's not going to turn out the way that you're you drafting want that high, right? You hope if you're drafting that high, JJ, that you, you are. You hope, but if you're trading up to get not, if you're trading up to get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, you better be sure that that guy can overcome the other deficiencies that you have on your roster. And it's really hard to be ever that sure about anyone in the draft. I mean, you know, the guys who are slam dunk, top 10 quarterbacks don't always turn out like that you know yeah like i I think like trevor lawrence is probably as close to andrew luck as we've seen in terms of the like you draft that guy we know he's going to be really good but you're probably also not getting trevor lawrence you're getting guys in in, you know in fields or zach wilson who are going to be who are really good prospects Mm -hmm. justin fields i think is going to have a fantastic career in the nfl because he's one of ohio state and those guys usually win in the nfl but is he good enough to overcome a bad offensive line if you don't address that i don't know sometimes quarterbacks get broken in year one hey listen that, I, I think more i think more quarterbacks get ruined than they do developed I, yeah I mean, right all you do is look at the
2: numbers right like you can't tell me that for year after year after year these eight to 12 dudes who have been the man at every stop in their life, all of a sudden get to this next level and they just can't compete. Right. Like, look at, it, look at, look at Baker just, Mayfield.
0: Really Baker Mayfield had an awesome rookie year. He got ruined in year two and is he, he developed bad habits and those are hard to coach out of players sometimes.
3: But that's assuming that the bears know and are going to be able to hire a coaching staff who can do that, which, like for as much crap as they get for never really developing quarterbacks, they don't have modern bears. History isn't littered with dozens and dozens of great coaching names either. So
2: uh, that's that's the thing, Cam. Like the problem is go find me whoever Kyle Shanahan is supposed to be the next one. And then, and then find me the person who will have the proper working relationship with that person. Right? You may not have to tell the next Kyle Shanahan that I'm hiring the guy that has the proper working relation well that will have the proper working relationship with you but I'm sorry man I'm watching the San Francisco 49ers out there with MacGyver at quarterback competing.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. They just they compete every game. It's wild. Every single one even, bro. every Even one. that year where they were they, they got the second overall pick like the 49ers were still competitive. In those games like that's that's how good of a coach Kyle Shanahan is I think if you're looking at what the Bears need they need a coach who can adapt because Matt Nagy and we're not we're seeing it with Doug Peterson too he's an offensive coordinator well right but and but they're offensive coordinators who want to run what they run and, and and not adapt to what the league is and where the league is going like Greg Roman who was Jim Harbaugh's offensive coordinator with Colin Kaepernick did such a great job because he sense. was he was innovative with yeah. what he did. We're seeing it. Greg Roman is Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator. You you take talent and you fit what you want to do to the talent you have,
2: or JJ, you go ahead and draft that talent and let it be, or that, like or you, that, yeah. You don't you don't you don't talk yourself out of certain talents well right right
0: because the the 49ers didn't talk themselves out of Colin Kaepernick in the second round because oh he can't run a pro style offense they said forget that we're going to run an offense because this dude is a talented quarterback and we're going to do what we can to accentuate his his strengths and they made a Super Bowl because of it and but you're dealing
2: with coaches who aren't uh, I don't want to phrase it weirdly but The insecurity of coaches never ceases to amaze me. Oh, yeah. On any level, because coaches who feel like they got hired for a certain thing, at some point you're going to have to flip it up, switch it up. The moment Matt Nagy said he didn't come here to run the eye formation, I knew it was a wrap. You know why? Nobody's asking you to run a straight eye player. All they're asking you to do is run the football in running situations. And the problem is your team hears that. So if it's, a, if it's a culture of we're here to air it out, club dub, having a good time, all right. When things get bumpy, right, it's like any relationship. When you got to live in that person's basement, you know, you'd like for it to be a finished one, right? <laughs> like you're going to have to dwell down there every once in a while. If you can't tell me that I got, I got five offensive linemen who are healthy, whatever they may be, and I got two tight ends and I got an H-back or I got somebody out here, and I can't line up and say, you know what, this is going to be the game where y'all going to have six or seven possessions because we are about to find out how, how muddy y'all want to get. I'm not talking about running it 45 times, but the fact that a dude gets a 57-yard run and then the rest of the game is like, all right, uh, maybe David Montgomery. Like, I understand you're getting your ass kicked and you got to throw it all of a sudden. But it's just like, the, I know what you got hired for, but if the situation presents uh, an issue, can you, can, you get you, can you get your way out of a jam? And some of these coaches are showing you, I can't get myself out of a jam. The Nick Foles, going to Nick Foles was the end of this season for me as a Bears fan. Even if the Bears were to go 12-4, and 11-5, guess what? At some point, clock's going to strike midnight. And and Nick Foles, all of a sudden, unless he's Rich Gannon or, you know, Ryan Tannehill or some of these other quarterbacks who have had a decent second act, unless that's going to happen – this is third or fourth act, by the way. Uh-huh. Unless that was going to happen, this season – like the moment the number two pick – the number two pick was no longer the starting quarterback, this thing – had been blown up at three and zero, and that's how I felt. And and next year, like if say for instance, JJ and Cam, if this team was eleven and five this year, I, next year I wouldn't be like, oh, look, the, the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. You know why? Because their quarterback situation still isn't
0: figured out. Simple as that. I, gonna- I totally agree. Like we we're, we're sitting here trying to figure out how the Bears can still make the playoffs, and I'm just like, does it matter? Nope it's not for their long-term future. It doesn't matter. Their their quarterback situation next year is really, really rough. And I think that's why I wrote the column I did after Sunday's game that they got to tear the whole thing down and blow it up because there there's, I I just, I don't see it. I don't see the path out of this. Anyways. uh, Do we have time for one more question here, Tony?
1: Yeah, I guess we can slide in one more before we wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: first, you know, you know what this is, guys? Tony's used to me on the Bulls Talk Time. <laughs> Well, let me tell you how this goes. Right. Tony, I, I'll t- Tony, Tony will say something and then we'll be like, all right, guys, yeah, 30 minutes. And then an hour and 15 later, we look up and the whole time I was the one like, man, I only want to do this for 30 minutes. But then I get it. You know, I get I get, you know, passionate. I start talking to my guys. So that's Tony saying that, yes, if you guys don't want this to be, you know, a, a three hour miniseries. That one question is all that is necessary for my long-talking ass. (laughs) Um,
1: I'm going to use this opportunity to get a question in for me. Uh, And this (laughs) is from David Peters. And uh, it's not really a question, but uh, I heard you guys mention in a couple podcasts before, downplaying my guy, Mac Jones, like he's not the man right now. Um, Would uh, Mac Jones be a good pick for the Bears if they can move on from Mitch or if they can move up in the draft? I turned that into a question. So there you go.
0: So, all right, Mac Jones, he's having a great year for Alabama, completing 77% of his passes, 12.1 yards per attempt, 18 touchdowns, three that, Roll Tide? Roll Tide. Roll oh, Tide? Roll bad.
3: Tide. Roll
0: Tide. Uh, when did that happen?
2: When did, when, did, when did you become an Alabama Crimson Tide fan? Yeah, I've been an Alabama uh,
1: fan. Oh, I, didn't
2: yeah. I didn't know. Lawrence stole that from you? Uh,
1: Lawrence might came on late. He went to school there, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. So we we got it. We got a Bama fan and a Liverpool fan, and Tony here, who's you know, running running at the front all day. Um, the but okay, so the the question with Mac Jones is is he that good because he's playing with great players on yes. that Bama offense, like Najee Harris and Jalen Waddle, or is he independently that good? No. Are you going to throw Mac Jones onto this Bears roster, which might not have Allen Robinson or an offensive line next year? I don't know. He's probably going to have to play because otherwise you're going to play Nick Foles. That seems like we were talking about where that could create some bad habits for the guy.
3: Yeah. I, I'm i not super in on Mac Jones either. Um, the The – the Alabama frat quarterback never really succeeds in the NFL. I just it never happens. Two is the what? the first Alabama quarterback to succeed in the NFL in what 40, 50 years?
2: J. Mac Jones. What's and, that? We're, and we're and we're three games in, by the way.
3: Right. Although okay. I did see um, who was that? Oh, I saw one who what? What Alabama quarterback led the Bills or Raiders on a like eighteen point fourth quarter preseason comeback? JJ oh, McCarron. Jay. A.J. McCarron, yeah. The great A.J. McCarron comeback of week four of the preseason. It was a a wonderful time to be an NFL fan. No, but, like, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, these are all guys. But, I mean, this goes back to the conversation we had where I think once the Bears are in QB4, QB5, QB6 range, it makes more sense to go look at the offensive line or wherever else else you want to go look before you risk your – highest draft pick in a couple of years on a quarterback who is maybe not necessarily the guy.
2: Yeah. Just go ahead and uh, bring Deshaun Watson all home. That's that's it. I'm you know, go ahead and go ahead and trade and do whatever you want to do. They they they're giving away that man's best players. Go ahead and bring him on home, like he's supposed to be. I know he's from Georgia, got a chance to interview him when he was the high school player of the year down there. And I in that moment, I'm like, this kid's gonna be great. Just because he was a nice kid and he turned out to be a really good player. Hey, listen, I'm not drafting no damn Alabama quarterback. I don't care if I miss on the next three. They they recruit a certain type of quarterback, one that will not spoil it for the rest of these brothers. On- the team so I am good on that uh I am no I'm not into the game manager uh uh drafts anymore or or even prospects where it's like oh uh, from here on out and this is how I'm going to live my life as a Bears fan watching quarterbacks if you don't wow me within the first game of seeing you in some way somehow I'm not gonna believe it because I don't have to I don't have to I'm tired of getting tricked i tired of thinking like, oh, just give it four games before he realizes that that's a little too high or that's behind the receiver. Nope. Until I need to see it now. Love at first sight. And ain't no Alabama quarterback that I've fallen in love with at first sight since Jay Barker. So, no. Who? Exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, okay. I'll take your word for it, I guess. And he, and he wasn't no good. Well, clearly, because I've never heard of him. I might have made him up. Need- but, no. yeah. but what do you
3: know? Like, no one knows. That's the thing. Alabama might have made them up.
0: Them um, we got we got to ask AB about Kyle Trask when we get him on the podcast next. Um, see if AB. going have Antonio Brown on.
3: Yeah, he's a big fan of the pod. He
0: loves coming oh my on. God. who's AB? No, no, no. Who's guy AB. Who? Alex. Alex Brown. Oh, Alex Brown.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's who you're talking about. Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna have a famous Floridian on. Okay, I got you. I got you. Wow. This will <laughs> get back there, <laughs> Alex. There. Alex, no, nah, Alex is my man, Fifty Grand. I'm scared of him. He's a Yeesh. very man. He uh, he's a, he's a big fan of law enforcement. He'll whoop my ass. I don't want no
0: problems. With, I don't want no. Antonio problems. Brown's not a big fan of law enforcement so. at all. He shouldn't be. He's a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's about as good of a place to end this podcast as we can get. You're like, uh, if you, like, again, are you you ain't going to invite me back. Again. We, we are on, we are on a time limit. Uh, I, I was, I was told by Tony to wrap it up. Yeah. it's like my career. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be smooth. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for us here. Jason Goff, you're the man. That was a, a great fun episode of the Under Center podcast here. If you like this episode, if you like all of our episodes, rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. We are there. We are also on the My Teams app by NBC Sports where you can read all of our coverage of the Bears as we wrap up the Packers game, look ahead to the Lions game, and mostly look ahead to what's to come in 2021. Anyways, for Cam Ellis... Tony Gill, and our guy, Jason Goff. I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you for listening to this episode of the UnderCenter podcast brought to you by St. Xavier University. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her.